Okay, look at the back of the body. <clears throat> so for the rest of today, we've got two hours and 15 minutes. Let's see, we might do a 10 minute stretch in the middle of it, just, just so that we don't fall asleep. <clears throat> but let's get going. If somebody wants to pop up, otherwise I'm gonna take you back there. Which do you want? Do we start with a question? Or do you wanna, do you wanna go back? All right. <clears throat> So let your body be comfortable. Just do a gentle audit of your body. Whatever needs adjusting, adjust. And otherwise, you can forget about it because you know that it's okay. <clears throat> Observe the body from a distance that is still within the body. Like, don't jump out of your body to see the body. Just be an observer of the body right now. An observer who doesn't judge, simply just sees. Step back from that observer to where there is even less going on. Simply just being. Whatever is, is. See if you can tap into being aware of awareness. Or to put the same thing in another way, being conscious of consciousness. <clears throat> simply presence. Simply presence. Not being present, but just presence. There is presence there. There could be the feeling of existing, that something is Pull back prior to presence. You're not going anywhere, you're just retreating from it, withdrawing your attention from presence. The sense of existing is only an idea, and it has dropped now. There is nothing which can be present or not present. That drops too. 
awareness itself empties. Awareness itself, consciousness itself, becomes empty. nothing that can either be or not be. It isn't about that anymore. There is the aroma of freedom. Prior to anything dual or non-dual, there isn't even one. There is nothing, and take the idea of nothing away. Prior to all of it. It doesn't matter what mind tries to do here. It doesn't know it's this territory. But it is known to you. Because what you are arises from this. <coughs> Mind will grapple and do all kinds of games. Pay no attention. Prior to all of it, that is neither empty or full, emptiness itself. And prior to the concept of emptiness, let attention be at home, at rest. towards ideas now is a movement away from what you are. Let attention rest at source. The idea that you are anything can go now. The idea that you are awareness, that you are presence, that you are all of it. Let that go. Nothing and take the concept of nothing away. It is as though attention drops back from where it first came from.
and without without any disturbance to that emptiness the sensations of the body can be there the illusion can appear and can disappear and does not touch the emptiness in any way it's just an appearance it does not impact on that which is prior to all of it so let the functioning capacity of your brain move one of your fingers just twiddle one of your fingers without identification let the functioning capacity of your brain move a finger let the functioning capacity of your hearing respond to what's coming in but there's no grasping out to sounds the sounds come towards you it comes towards you there's no reaching or grasping at all needed now and when you're ready if your eyes are closed open your eyes but do not label what you see your vision is just required for functioning to happen images and shapes appear but without label without story attention rests outside of all of it it rests at home and the body mind goes into the natural state it somehow lines up with what is completely natural which was your your attention back at home it does this every night when you're in deep sleep attention drops back home for there's no you and there's no world and so the appearance of this world can be here it is only your labeling mind that will give it form and story and as soon as it has story the next step is to believe the story and that's how the world appears so let the shapes and form be there without story outside of all of it is off. Attention is just at home and the body goes into the natural state.
drama disappears, huh? So if the music outside bothers you, you're going to have to create a whole story about it. For that to bother you, do you see? You have to create a you, a story, and music, and resistance, and conflict, and you have to create all of that for the music to bother you. It's like, oh, why bother? Do you know? It's layers and layers of like, oh my God, it's like too much effort, you know, to crank up resistance to something. Do you see? Because it's natural to be fluid. It's natural. And the more your nervous system can get used to this, yay. And the functioning, the task-oriented part of your brain continues, you know? Life continues, you know? Days of being dysfunctional for a few days or a few weeks, it's not necessary anymore. We're adjusting in a much gentler way. <coughs> Living a normal life and operating from capital R reality. Of course. It's there right now, no biggie. Completely accessible. So the chair is open, if talking happens. to practice as I live my um, functions of the day and um, in my uh, process that I have been having for the last six seven years or so I've gone through stages in which um, I can be desperate at times for not grasping the truth yes. and then other times that I can be at peace and at ease and just letting things flow and be. But it's not a ping pong situation anymore. It is awareness when you're in the ping and when you're in the pong, you know. And so you, you kind of easily, or I, I guess, move uh, in a less dualistic space all the time. Okay. It's, it's going there. But in the process, and I guess this is uh, last year when I called you to Skype, mm. I was going through a tough time with concepts. And I don't know from which teacher this came about the concepts, but um, 
somehow it hit me uh, powerfully the fact that oh that's not it and that's not it and that's not it and pretty soon I was in a world in which many things did not have any meaning any longer including the concept of love and including uh, many things that we in our programming and conditioning assume as truths and uh-huh. you know so I started questioning so so what is love really and why am I feeling this way and all that but some kind of uh, desensitization came to me I could not feel any more emotions the way I used to and I thought that that had to do with dropping the ego maybe um, but the concept thing keep on bugging me because I could not find meaning in any of the concepts that were in the initial, pro- initial programming. Well, that really puts you in a hard situation living your world every day, you know? Mm-hmm. And then as a teacher to go and impart things that you don't believe in anymore and, and know that you are not in that world anymore, it was hard for me to function in it. However, there has been like a transition, mm. and uh, and I want to talk about what is happened to me. Of course, I have this story, and <laughs> sure. and um, so there were some um, things that I picked up from like uh, sentences when I was falling into either judging somebody or wanting to know more. I will ask the question: Who wants to know? And okay. I guess at that point I was in the who, who, you know. Mm. Um, and then, whose business is that? And I started, there's a word in Spanish called resbalar, and we use it when you don't want something to affect you, you say, let it go, let it slip. The word means slip. I guess if when you fell in a hmm. uh, banana peel or something, hmm. also. And so, just let it happen, just let it be. Or, and so, pretty soon when I was in political situations with my department or the university or whatever, I would be, you know, agitated and judging people and, oh, that jerk, or whatever it is that I used to say about people. And pretty soon I was just going there to slip, you know, so. But then I thought I was doing a mind work to get out. And so you also go to psychology and you go, what is it that is happening to me here with all this? Um, and who is doing the answers? And, and, and so I also analyzed that within my own conditioning, my system of um, thought, I was giving myself the answers that my own programming was to provide for a given moment. So I was stuck in ego without being able to free myself from it. Um, Then something happened to me. (laughs) My daughter brought a little puppy dog to the house and said, Mom, can you raise her up? Don't get rid of her. And I was like, I'm so old to raise a dog anymore. But I took the dog. And the dog has transformed a little bit my life. Uh-huh. Um, because now I walk because the dog needs my help. And I take care as I used to probably of a baby. So being in touch with nature brought me back to that initial awakening episode that I had in 2009 in which everything was so alive. And for three months I was in floating in space with everything. So now is... Um, happening slowly, it's like it's setting in, all of that. But there is no emotions. I can think of my mom dying today and I will be able to handle it without the drama and the reactivity and all that. Mm -hmm. And even in dealing with my daughter, she's like, 
mom, you are so wise. And now she's you know, responding to things. So I, I feel a level of transforming in me, even my interactions with students and everything are fascinating. There's compassion, but there's no definition of what love is or what compassion is. And I understand why. Because you cannot really keep on naming things the way that we talk in here and all, and we talk about love, but, but we have already a concept of love that is being there forever, but we don't know the new love, and we cannot name it love, because then we will name it again, stop. And so I, I deal with that. I deal with that um, conceptualization of things, and then um, it's not a battle. Is, is one that is happening, I am not fighting these things, or, uh, oh, there I am again, that's already passed. There is no um, calling back or criticism or any more like that, it's just happening. Mm -hmm. uh, so I feel like it's a, it's a really cool stage after all the other process, mm -hmm. in which I'm seeing things right now, and how life is just uh, happening to me, but it's not happening to me. It's yes, not a yes. so that. Yes. So many things are just happening, and, and then there is time to do them all in all the fronts without really complaining, without not calling that presence or calling it anything. Yes. Just living. Yes. You know. But then I realized also that whenever I was seeking awakening or finding truth, I was in me. I was thinking that I was doing that. And that somehow, if I meditated, if I did this, if I studied, if I went through all of this process, that I was going to one day get awakening. Mm. Then, consciousness and awareness became such a bigger thing that me, significant me, cannot be really mm. reaching for that. So mm. then I understood consciousness is really, that's when I understood. Finally, with that was being repeated about awareness of itself. Awareness yes. has become. Yes. So then I knew that awareness was just manifesting through me. Yes. And then the world became like a complete nothing. Yes. You know. Yes. So the process is really good, and I am moving in that. Um, so you're su see, surprised. You're seeing that mind plays catch up. That con you're seeing that consciousness is doing all of it, that it's becoming aware of itself. And then do you see that mind plays catch-up? Mind puts an interpretation on consciousness, mm. the movement of consciousness, and that mind is a delayed response? Have well, you seen that? Well, before, before probably, I want to say last year or earlier this year. Mm -hmm. Right now, there's no more of that questioning. It's, it's more like knowing that, oh, there is another thing coming out of me but as opposed to um, conceptualize it and say, you know, okay. Yeah, um, well, you see, they're both concepts. I mean, it's all concepts, yes. <laughs> you know? The sequence of, of the role of mind, mm -hmm. can you see how that happens? Has it shown itself? Has the sequence, mm, the sequence of consciousness becoming conscious of itself or awareness becoming aware of itself, mm -hmm. can you see where the mind fits in in that, in that unfolding. What is the mind when you see that awareness is becoming aware of itself and that's what's happening? What is the mind then? The mind is telling me this is a universe where things just happen. It's not really saying, 
okay, things are happening for a reason, or this thing is okay. good is going to happen, or this thing bad is going to happen, but it's, it's not answering anymore anything. It's just kind of living anymore, whatever okay. is happening. Okay. Okay. I just want to suggest something because yes. this, this will need to show itself to you. Um, when you see that, that consciousness is, is, is unfolding and it's doing all of this thing, exploring what it can be, a whole, a whole other paradigm shows itself. If, if you can see that the mind has a delayed response, and it creates a story and usually an understanding of whatever scenario has already happened. Mm -hmm. that, that the timing is what is significant. So awareness is becoming, becomes aware of itself. It's doing it all, mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. And you know it's not you because you're not claiming it and that part has right. stopped, right. all right? Mm -hmm. So awareness is becoming aware of itself. When something is seen or understood, <coughs> it's not that mind gets something. Right. It's that awareness becomes aware of itself and because of the energetic shift, the change that happens when an awareness becoming aware of itself, mind lines up with that recognition okay. and it creates a story out of it. Okay. And that's what happens in every moment. Mm -hmm. It's happening right now. Mm -hmm. That mind is, is you know... It's, grasping it's, whatever is happening. Yeah, it's like, I don't know, sometimes they say five seconds. They can, it's up to 16 seconds apparently in some tests. But mind is a little bit later because in some way, in order for us to grow and evolve, mm -hmm. mind has to make some understanding of what's happening. So it interprets something within its own limited paradigm six to 15 seconds or six to 16 seconds after <coughs> consciousness has done its own thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Have you seen that for itself or is this coming in as an idea? I suppose I'm trying to, I'm trying to say, let, let this show itself. That's what I'm trying to say here. Um, so many times, actually, I don't even realize it until much later. The mind will uh, understand. Yes. But not even in instants or in seconds, but it's like in a robotic mood. Okay. And so things just happen and act when there's action to be taken. Yes, yes. Sure. You know, and, and, and do whatever I need to do through the day, not think much. Yes, yes, sure. That, yeah, that's a different thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, but then, then, then the realization of the mind comes much later. Yes. Not, not even in seconds or. In okay. 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 That's all right. Okay. Th that'll tighten up and get much sharper. But you're onto it. Okay. Okay. Because what it does is it's um, it's it's hugely freeing to 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 see the role of the mind. Because it's, it's like your attention becomes more aligned with pure consciousness itself or pure awareness itself becoming aware of itself. And because attention is lined up with that, the story-making machine kicks in afterwards with this like 0.05% of the picture, but it's actually enough for the body-mind to be able to create enough story out of it in order for functioning to be richer. Do you see? Yep. Okay. So it's that gap. It's like the enormity of, of consciousness becoming aware of itself. You, you know, exploring what it can be, figuring out its own matrix. And that spectrum is huge. It's huge consciousness itself, obviously. But somehow this localized perceiving machine, what's the connection between the two? 
So that's what I'm talking about here, is, is, is the delayed response is, is the first thing that we recognize, that mind is a little bit behind the game. Mind picks things up a little bit later. Mm -hmm. And the second thing that's noticed is that you as, and here there's identity in both, for the purpose of explanation, you as pure consciousness can have an infinite understanding of what's at play, and then this pea brain works out a tiny little proportion in order to take what's usable and beneficial for the body-mind to create story or to enable itself to function better. And we have a capacity to hold both. So when you're not stuck to I am the body, the I am pure consciousness vision is there, and then like 6 to 16 seconds later, the, the body-mind story kicks in. I just want to flag that. Do you get it? Okay. All right. So I'm just inviting that to kind of line up and tighten up so that you as pure consciousness is there and then you as the mind is there, but you're neither. But the layers of how these things happen is seamless. But linked into linear time, you can really see how one, one, the wider view, the macro view and the micro view just feed into each other and how the tiny little proportion that the mind has to assess mm -hmm. and make a picture out of. It's such a tiny proportion. You see? Yeah. So it's to allow the wide, wide view to be there. Okay. <laughs> Just want to drop that in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's time to sink in, I think. But I yeah, of course, yeah. Saying. I'm just opening a, a new... Put back a curtain here and say... Let this, let this show itself to you. Some part of you hears it. How it works, isn't it? You know. Yes. Okay. Um. One more question. Yeah. Um. There has been a um, destruction of every single belief. Mm. So things that were pursued since a child, and then all my process of seeking and all, have lost all of their value, and they probably had their. Um, Role, whenever you know, yeah. to sure during to bring me where I am, right? I guess. Mm. <laughs> um, but at the same time, the life, the daily life concepts are also gone. Like, for instance, it's much better to be alone than to go to a party, uh, or stuff that I used to. I'm going to give you separate examples, and so, so the social world is very limited now because there is no need or craving or desire to go there. Okay. But that change has also happened with food and things that I used to be passionate about. Like, I don't want any more wine. <laughs> and yeah. But it, it's not a regret. How it's, it's just like it's not there. The desire to do that. Yes. Or um, not only activities or anything, but it's like I don't have... Um, if I feel like that I need to play a game of solitaire instead of being... Being, instead of being, I feel like I'm wasting existence in, mm. in, in trivial, trivial things. Mm. So I want to be um, not so analytic of all that when yes. you bring the mind. Okay, mm -hmm. so one value system has changed completely, the yes. things that they brought you here and they were dropped, but you've replaced it with another one, haven't you? Probably. Because being alone is better than socializing. Right. So yes. there's a value system. Yes, exactly. Okay. 
So do you always sit, show this other side of the coin, don't you? you yeah. Managed to. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, indeed. So Loneliness. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so spiritual value system is now playing a game. Okay. That, that a spiritual thing is better than, than a non-spiritual thing. And if spiritual thing is not having alcohol, okay, that's... Okay, so the spiritual values are playing a game. Mm-hmm. So you've just replaced one value system with another there. And, and that's all right. But it's just a value system. So rather than so you don't think it's coming out of a transformation of some sort? It's yeah, not that I you're have. You're flipping the value system. You've dropped one, and instead of just having none, you're trying on another one. But that would be a new conditioning. Yeah. But I don't feel like that. I'm falling into that. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it, does it? <laughs> Dang. <laughs> but but why not new conditioning? It's like when you because I thought it was happening without my doing. But now that you mention it, actually, our first condition, it also happened without yes. our knowing that it was happening. You got it. Okay. So, um. so there will always be some conditioning, because if you move to another country again... There will be another one. There okay. will be another set, because you, okay, what's the social norms here, and very quickly you kind of blend in. That's what we do, no? We, we just kind of blend in and find out what's socially acceptable here, and, and you try to learn the language and, and the do's and the don'ts, and that's what we do. Right. So we got to soak in conditions in order to kind of f- function well, you know, to be highly functioning people. So that level of conditioning, we have to have some porous part of ourselves that allows that in so that we can function. Okay? Okay. But what you've done is something in between. Okay. You're, you're, trying, out, you're trying out a value system. Okay. Conditioning is fine. But we've got a value system in it, as if it's better to be alone than be with others. It is for a while, and sure, it's all organically happening anyway. And it's probably very necessary at the moment for you to do that. But be prepared to drop it, because equanimity will come in. Mm -hmm. And that you'll see that actually, okay, if there's a pull right now to be alone, I'll I'll be alone. If tomorrow, if in an hour's time, it's to be socializing, then that's what's going to happen. Do you know? And it's about something moving through you, not because and that, that's living your life. Because yeah. you don't have a life, you know? You as all of it is living the life. Yeah. So right now there's kind of a value system on it, but the value part will come off mm-hmm. and there'll just be the natural movement of whatever it is. Yes, and I have experienced little tiny things of that. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I and was a witch for Halloween, and then I never explained I was going to be a witch for Halloween. I was laughing, and no, yes. this is spontaneity. Came in, came out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Just and play. then there was yes. this, this uh, pleasant uh, interaction with everyone. Yes. Yeah. Without distinguishing anyone yes. anymore, but it's it's just there. Yes. So maybe it will come more of that. Yes, more natural. of that. Okay. Okay, and as play comes in. Mm-hmm. Because Halloween is fantastic. It's like everybody can play. Everybody gets away with mm-hmm. with playing. You know, this <laughs> more of this, please. So when 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 we play, it allows. It's like that's our capacity for like. Okay, anything goes. Anything goes. Because we 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 forget who, who, in there. Yeah. yeah, there's a total freedom there. More of that, more play mm-hmm. will will allow natural emotions to come up. Natural, spontaneous emotions. Because this absence of emotions, it's 
absolutely perfect. That phase is, I remember it so clearly, that phase is really important. That it's like cleaned out, there's no emotional reaction. And like, no, nothing stimulates, it's, it's like it's, it's empty. There's no stimulation of, yes. of, of an emotional response. There's just none. I know, and at a given moment, it's like I was, isn't it better to be an ego? I mean, you'd be excited and you'd yeah, be yeah, craving yeah. and you'd be having the fun and all. Yeah, yeah that yeah. crosses the mind in that sure. moment. You yeah, know? sure. But then you cannot help it. You are in that emotionless yeah. spot, and, you know, yeah. and then you don't crave ego anymore yeah. I mean, that past. But of course, yes, yes, yes. What brings that back is play. Mm. Play brings it back. Okay. Play. I'm so glad you're saying that. Okay. <laughs> I have this class this semester that has been the most interesting experience. Uh -huh. And it's all play. Uh -huh. The students keep doing tricks to me when I walk into class. This is an advanced class. Okay. <laughs> and, it's, and it's just the most immature class. And I love to be immature with them. Yeah, it's just fascinating. And so we play tricks to each other. The other day I was explaining something on the board and then I turned around and everybody had a little hat on them. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But it's the dynamic that was created throughout the semester that is providing that to be... Yes. And there's no more like a, that strictness of doing things they are yes. learning because they have passion now. Yes. So something really cool is coming out of this. Yes. That is passing into others yes. as well. And, and their capacity to be educated, to learn, is, yes. is much wider. There's something hugely natural about play. And for some reason we just think that it's for kids and then it's for like when you golf or when you're on a skateboard or when you're you right. know, yeah. and there's the, only the bliss that is in yeah, there. Yeah, it's just those places and it's like, oh my god, the whole thing is play. They call it a cosmic joke for a reason. Like this is, you know, like really, it really it's for just enjoyment. That becomes the only thing that happens is you just enjoy the whole life. And it is a play, it's just a game. The yeah. whole thing is a game. It's fun, it's light, all of it. Even the shitty bits are, are kind of a joke, you know? Yeah. Doing your tax returns, it's like, whoa, this is nuts, really, how we've created this whole structure, you know? And yes. it just becomes light and a giggle. I laugh it's, it's so hilarious. much at me. It's so anyway. tight, you know? Yeah, I'm laughing constantly about myself. It's like, trip of those things. <laughs> yeah. All of yeah. this is yeah, really true yeah, in let play. The, yeah. It's like being children again, of course, it in is, a way. It's like, it is like yeah. that. It's like something in, in kids that's organically there and gets pushed down because this life is supposed to be serious, you know? You have to grow yeah. up and that's a serious thing. But you're all that is, is just the ego, you know? Contracting, you see? So the fun and the play and the enjoyment comes in. So any place that can be cultivated with that, playing with the dog, you know, nature, watching yes. squirrels, chasing whatever, just... The more you introduce kiddie things, that part of yourself, it'll free up the organic flow of emotions. Okay. Just the, the, the emotions that come from being human, not reactive ones that, that, right. mm -hmm. that have to do with a, you know, a, a life being lived in a particular way. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Yeah, um, yeah. So it will be um, all, all part of this process that is going to be bringing. Yes. Yes, it's fine, but, but create scenarios where you can play. That mm -hmm. would be popular again. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whether it's with others or not, just play. Mm -hmm. Just play. Yeah, yeah it frees it up and, and, and it kind of reorganizes what, what this is about, what consciousness is doing. You know, mm -hmm. it gets the mind to line up with what consciousness is doing because consciousness is playing. This is the play of consciousness. It really is. 
and, and mind goes, oh my God, I never saw that it was a game, you know? And it, it does. It is happening. Yeah, it's happening. It's happening. Good. Yeah, just to open a few doors of mm -hmm. where you're hitting anyway, you know? Okay. Yeah. Good. Thanks, Jen. Yeah, sure. You're wonderful to see you. Yeah. You know, it's, it's hard hearing everything that, that you explained here and then taking us through that and then feeling that I'm back here, kind of watching Nathan here at the event and then to sit in the chair, you kind of have to come back down because a lot of the, the things that I um, wanted to talk about initially, I should have come in earlier because I feel like you have to kind of come back down into this good. ego. So I guess it's a good thing, right? I'm glad that you feel that there's a distance between where your attention can be and where the Nathan story runs. Yeah, yeah. Because it's about disconnecting from the Nathan story. And Nathan gets managed by, by in a more healthy way, you know? Yeah. F from your attention being further back at home. It's like we're more in balance, you know? Yeah, no, it felt good to do that. It just felt very peaceful, felt very... Uh, yeah, natural. Yeah, it is natural. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so. So Nathan, then. Nathan, Nathan yes, this is yes. Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> um, so special relationships. So I'm a recent uh, Course in Miracles uh, uh -huh. student. I started in March. Uh -huh. um, I also uh, teach this uh, type of uh, qigong that's uh, for opening the heart. Okay. Um, which is great. So mm -hmm. one of my questions was going to be in regards to helping others. And you know, playing that uh, script or that story here in this world, yeah. And then special relationships in the context of um, going on the path, I guess, to enlightenment. So with special relationships, um, I think the re uh, the reason that I struggle with them is uh, I uh, I think about if I am to see everybody as equal, then. How is it that I have an attraction towards one person over the other? Mm -hmm. So there's mm -hmm. some judgment that's involved, you know, to have that preference. And so then I judge myself for judging. Okay. For judging, for, for wanting a relationship, wanting a special uh, relationship, even sexual desire, where that comes into play. Um, what is it that I want out of that? You know, so the question comes up, why do you want to get into a relationship? What is it that you're lacking? You know, in that sense. So I ask myself those questions. And then, of course, I judge myself about um, wanting to get into those relationships. When I've reflected on why I tend to just go back and forth around, do I want to get into a special relationship or do I want enlightenment? Are they one and the same? Part of me is like, well, I feel like I need to go and explore that um, deeper in order to make sure that it's all kind of flushed out. And then the other part of me is like, well, if I never, you know, get married or was in a special relationship, would I be okay with that? And part of me is like, yes, but then there's this string over here that's like, well, you know, maybe you're missing out or maybe you're not doing what you should be doing or anything. So there's some attachment there. And when I've thought about it, the two things that came up from, and these are kind of concepts from the course, is that I believe I'm attracted to the guilt of not being in a relationship 
And that's the reason that I either create these issues or I find reasons not to get involved too deeply in a relationship. Or um, I feel like to some extent I might be playing out the whole separation from God with my relationships. Mm -hmm. And those were the two things that kind of came to mind. So what is your opinion in terms of, and I know this is stories again, you know, and I'm sure, you know. That's all we can talk about. No, I'm not going to talk about it. This is a story of some some shape or form. Yeah, but but going down the path and then um, having that desire toward a relationship and, yeah, and when I go and I get involved in those, I feel like I almost need to bring into my, and I know this is judgment on my part, get into my ego self in order to interact Mm. with you know in those dates and then mm. to do that and I, and I make that I make up these stories that I need to be XYZ oh. in order to be in this type of a relationship uh-huh. and then I'm not being true to myself and that you know so those kind of things okay does that make sense it does okay because there you named it yourself so when you're kind of playing the game and you know on a date and checking somebody out and presenting a certain side of yourself right. that's not really you that you're by having that approach, of course you have dating on a, in an opposite box to the spiritual path. Of course you have. Because if the real Nathan was just relaxed and showed himself in whatever way he naturally is in that moment, and a relationship came from there, fantastic. There's no clash. But at the moment, if you're playing a game by, you know, by, by kind of luring somebody else and being Mr. Charming or whatever version of that it is, right, right your ego is getting stronger. So of course it looks like dating is at odds with your spiritual path. Of course it does. Because right now dating means that you're presenting a side of yourself because somehow you're rejecting yourself. You're choosing, yeah, yeah, you're you're massaging yourself a little bit, you know, to be some way. And and a lot of people do it, don't worry, it's normal, you know. But then of course, you know, bait and switch. (laughs) the term, you know. (laughs) It comes sooner or later because you can't sustain it, no? Yeah. You know? Wouldn't, what would it be like, though, to be available for any kind of a relationship, whatever comes, to be available and there's no game being played about Nathan presenting himself? What would that be like? It would be great, yeah. And, 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 I, and I try and tell myself, look, nobody's asking you to be different. Yes. Yes. Nobody's asking you to not be yourself. You're yes. you know, telling yourself, and I'm like, okay, well, that makes sense on yes. an intellectual basis. And then I get into the interaction and then that's, that stuff comes in. And that stuff comes in. Yeah. So you must think someplace that the raw Nathan wouldn't be attractive. Right. Yeah. I think there's definitely some rejection there or fear involved. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. 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 So you're the one rejecting yourself because you've already rejected Nathan because you have to put this veneer over him that's more acceptable. So you think. So you're the one, you've, yeah. you're doing the rejecting to yourself because the other person doesn't, can't even see you because they only get this veneer, huh? Yeah. You're rejecting yourself. There's no evidence that another person is going to reject you. But of course they'll have to reject the facade because it's not authentic. Yeah. They'll have to reject the persona you're presenting. So you're in a double bind there. You're setting up for a double, you're rejecting yourself and you're setting up something that has to be rejected sooner or later because it ain't you. Right. So your suggestion? <laughs> Stop rejecting yourself. Stop rejecting yourself. So start with a self-love. Yeah, it's like and, okay. And, and, and before or self-acceptance, and yeah, then it's just like, okay, that person is cute. All right, here we are. 
I'm just going to be rough and raw, and it's a game. Let's see what he or she does. Whatever okay. your sexual preference is, it doesn't matter. If it swings, it doesn't matter. Whatever the other person says, you know, it's like, okay, let's see. I'm just going to be raw, I'm just going to be naked, I'm not going to play the game, I'm not going to woo, I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to be naked. Just see what happens. And do it. And if you feel yourself pretending and trying to be Mr. Cool, you take a break. Leave the situation. Get your wiring away from the other person's wiring. Go to the bathroom or something, or order a drink or something, wherever you are. Okay. And come back and say, okay, I'm just going to reset myself, not into Mr. Charming, I'm going to reset myself as Nathan, as honest Nathan. And keep, because, because you, you must have some way that if there is that sexual energy around, in some way you're like, whoops, this is where I morph myself. There's potential here. I'm, I, I switch, switch, switch the template here. You see? So yeah. you've set up a trigger for yourself. <clears throat> that if there's a potential, if there's a sexual attraction of some sort, some, some aroma of maybe, maybe, maybe going on, then what, what you do is you change your wiring. You change and you put up this, the facade. Yeah. You see? Yeah. And I think, and yeah, I, ha- I think I have this belief for this story about what my true self is or what it should be or what it entails okay. and how that might conflict with that person that would be in a relationship in this world. And so that's, yeah, so it's... Um, yeah, and, and how, how the heck do you know? You know, you've written yeah. off a relationship already. You've decided that actually, no, a relationship won't take the real me. It'll have to be morphed in yeah. some way. Like, gosh, really? So then you're saying there's nobody out there actually who could engage with the real you. Um... As you are now. <laughs> I don't know. If, yeah. I don't know if I would put it that way, but I mean, it, it's. Uh, I mean, so I'm, I'm dating somebody right now. You know, I mean, I'll go on dates and everything, but I do. I just find these these things emerge. These things come up. They kind of create that separation, that distance yes. between me and somebody else. Yes, but it's between Nathan and Nathan. Yeah. That's yeah. It's, it's, is it the conflict between my true self and my ego? Is this, is this what's being played out, or is it? You see, the ego is doing both things. It's not your true self and your ego. It's the ego and then the pretend ego. Do you know? Yeah. Because the, the ego is under threat, and so it's, it, it's an improved version. It's two egos. It's not your, not a, no, you're not really Nathan. I mean, what's your true self? Yeah, yeah. Do you know? Yeah. Okay. So you've got the regular ego, and it's like, well, something in that actually could be rejected, or that, that might be that authentic enough, or I'm scared to show it, or whatever story you're running. And then we have an improved model. It's ego on top of ego. It's ego on top of ego. Okay, that's helpful. Thank yeah, you. let them see the first, the first ego. <laughs> enough. It will be enough. <laughs> be enough to bring into any relationship, and that's it. It's yeah. like, okay, my cards on the table. This is it, you know. Yeah. You know, and and that will so be appreciated by somebody. So be appreciated, you know. Just of somebody honest who's not like I thought he was like this in the beginning. Was that just the in the honeymoon phase, or you know? And so it's, you know, it, it takes a lot of adjusting then to bring a relationship into the next level. Whereas if you could just put your cards on the table, come clean from the outset, great. You've just got one consistent ego to be working with in the relationship. Okay. Otherwise, the relationship can't go someplace because you've got two layers. So you're not actually dealing with your ego then in the relationship. And the best thing about a relationship is that it's, it's there for you to grow. Because by God, does a relationship press your buttons, you know? It does. Yeah. Like that's, that's what it will do. It will press your buttons, you know? Yeah. It's that intimate. Somebody's got an intimate in into... Yeah. 
the inner workings of the inner workings <laughs> exactly exactly yeah. you know so let the Nathan ego character be authentic just be authentic okay you know and, and that way the, the any stuff that needs to fall away will fall away ownership of the ego will fall away it's much more the, the faster route you know yeah because yeah, I do feel that blockage there. Even when I do, go do my meditation or anything else, I'm like, okay, there is that still that stuff that needs to kind of be puked up. Yes, yeah. exactly, exactly. Yeah, let yourself be raw and exposed. And, because you're only exposing what you're not. It's only the ego character that has, been, has built up a Nathan so that Nathan could survive in the world until this. I mean, that's all it was. It's not you. You know, it just brought you this far. Like, it's fine to expose it and have it naked and raw and out there. It's fine. Yeah. It's what you're not, you know? Yeah. It's what you're not. We get so defensive of the ego, it's like, oh God, you know? It's like, bloody hell, blow the stuff to... <laughs> 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 Do you know? Yeah. I know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so spiritual path. So can you see how a relationship can actually be completely in line with your spiritual path? Yes. Okay, great. It's about being authentic, and it's not having this double layer on top. Okay. Um, Everything in the world is a setup for consciousness to awaken to itself. It's, it's a setup. Because consciousness is doing the whole thing. There's nothing that's not spiritual. Nothing. And it's kind of, you know, I think it's a bit of a, it's a, bit of a, a fallout from spirituality being aligned with religion for so long. That we seem to imagine what there's, there's the spiritual path. It's like there's the path of righteousness almost, you know. There's kind of a spiritual path. You can't not be on the spiritual path. You, you can't. Do you know? How, how, how on earth could you live and not be consciousness exploring itself? It's all consciousness finding out about itself. Finding out how dense it can be and how cruel it can be and how much it can hurt and be hurt. And it, it's all consciousness exploring itself. It's all the path. So every single thing in life can be used for you to see what you're not, to see that this is a game, you know? Yeah. All of it. it there's only the path. You see? Yeah. So I can do that in a playful manner as well. Yes! yes. And it is play. <laughs> it is play. Yes. It really is. It's quite light. Yeah. When we stop taking ourselves so seriously, it's like, oh, like a bag of potatoes has gone off your shoulders, you know? It's like, whew. You know? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's great. Yeah, yeah thank you. you know, just let, and you might have to remind yourself to stay light for a while. Yeah, yeah, you know, I know. Because yeah. we, we, we're taught, you know, you're responsible now, you're an adult now, you have to, you know, we get all these messages about do your homework on your own, tie your shoes on your own, it's there to make us independent, but my God, does it close us in? Yeah. You know? Yeah, that record player gets going sometimes, and then I'm, and I don't. Sometimes it's on track three before I even realize that it's playing, and then I'm like, okay, let's step back again. Step back again, yeah, yeah. Great. Great. Yeah. great. So is that what you find? It's a practice that as you, you know, as you go down this path, as we all go down this path, but it's a practice of that awareness, and then to catch, you know, yourself being tugged or getting caught in those manners, and then, I mean, is there a process that you really followed um, when you... You know, everybody's a little bit different. So it's, it's really about what resonates for you. So wherever the Nathan story is running the thickest, pull back, pull back, pull back, pull back, pull back from that. Okay. It's whatever makes him, triggers him to be defensive, he takes things personally, 
you know, he's got a sense of self-importance, he's protecting his self-image, any of those dense things, because they are ego practices. And, and they create the false sense of an I. So when, when any of those buttons are being pressed, like disconnect, 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 disconnect. You know? Now desire. You'll find that desire will be in all of those practices, and all of those patterns. Self-images, well, well, I want my, myself to be received in this way and I want approval in this way, you know, taking things personally. Well, I think that they shouldn't have said that, you see, and, mm -hmm. right? So there's always an I want it to be different to how it's playing out. That will always be there for the ego, right? Because it's right and wrong, that's the dense thing, no? Right. And then what I really want is better and something outside there, if I can fix the scenario, I feel better. That's complete ego land, okay? Okay. Now, <clears throat> So at some point, we just look for desire, wherever there is desire. Desire to want something to be in one way or to want something to be different to how it is, you know? It's desire, desire for or desire against. It's all the same, really, you know? Mm -hmm. so, so while you might see different patterns that you can go after, if you want to just go for one, go for desire. If you really just want to go for one thing, wherever there is desire, nip it. There will be personal ownership because there will be somebody there who wants something and something outside can make me feel better. That's desire. Okay, and when you say nip it, so if I recognize something that I have desire toward, uh, okay, so first would be the, uh, the awareness, and when you say nip it, you mean just- Drop the turn. desire. Drop the desire, drop yes. the behavior. No, drop the desire, and see what so happens. So just drop the desire. Drop the desire. So is that, isn't it a little bit harder to do than to just <laughs> drop it? <laughs> <laughs> because, you see, what happens a lot, if we, if we <laughs> drop the desire and drop the behavior, we're usually suppressing something. Because it would be interesting, it's like, oh, I, I'm going to have another beer. Hold on now, that's desire. All right, let's nip the desire. Let's see if my body gets up and has another beer or not. Will I go to the fridge or not? Let's see. You might, you might not. Whereas otherwise, you'd probably be suppressing a natural flow if you're cutting the behavior. Do you see? Mm -hmm. so, so it's about kind of freeing it all up to see, well, what's the natural movement here? If my mind isn't manipulating it into what it wants. So, do you ask yourself, you know, hey, what would it feel like if I let go of this desire? Or when you, when you want to let go of it, do you... It's, it's not really something that you say in your mind, right? It's just something that you... You can't let go of desire. When, when, when there's a desire running, can you just say, just drop that desire, just drop that vein of thought. You know, in other stories, I have an addictive personality. <laughs> okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh. But um, okay. can I? Now that let me let me yeah. sit with that. Let That's me see next time it comes up and, and see if I can simply let it go. If you can simply just drop the desire, the, the thought that mm, I want that, I want that, I want that. So okay, just drop that thought. Just think behind something. Think behind. It's just a thought. It's just a thought. Let's see where the behavior goes. And if it's yeah. like nope, desire is the only reason I'm going to have that. All right, walk away. So separate the behavior from the desire. Okay. See how you get on there. You know? So sex. Okay, that's the toughest one. I wouldn't start there. It's the toughest. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. I mean, because, you know, it's the, it's all the, the senses. It's full on, like, yeah. it's full on. Just drop the desire, right? Yes, you can drop the desire, but it took me frigging years to drop that one, so. <laughs> Okay, it, everybody has something, you know, that's, that's their loop, and, you know, that was my loop, but anyway. So, <clears throat> it's funny because, because 
uh, it's easy to talk about myself, I suppose. When the desire for sex finally dropped, the next time I was having sex with somebody, it was like, I've no idea how to do this. I've no idea what's going to happen. If I can, I've no clue at all. It was a total experiment, you know? So I had to say to the guy, look, I'm, I, 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 I don't know if I, I have no desire to, to shag you right now, but, but, but my body is moving in that direction, so I have no idea if I'm going to just like stop this at any moment. Is that all right? And he was like, okay. Like, whatever, at this moment, I'm not going to get into my head. You're turning me on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is totally not going where I wanted to go. So, something like that, I guess. So, um, so, it's funny, it was really weird to just watch the body going through the motions. And of course, the body just had sex huh? and enjoyed sex. And it's like, good Lord, good Lord. It, it was just a complete new experience without, that, without any desire at all that the body was doing something it loved to do, like, like having dessert today after lunch. It's like, yeah, it was lovely. It was really nice. But was there a desire for it? Could I have dropped it? Of course, it had nothing to do with it. It was just a really nice thing to happen. Smelling a beautiful flower, it's just, yeah, that's really nice. So it loses its charge, but it's just another nice thing that happens in life. So it can totally happen without desire. It's the weirdest thing. But it took me a long time to get there. It, took, it was really a sticky one for myself, you know? Yeah, so you say it took a long time, so the practice, like through that process, yeah. every time were you just saying, okay, I'm going to try and let go of that desire? Yeah, or? I was like, have no sex, have loads of sex. How can, I, how can I in some way stop my monkey mind thinking about sex all the time, basically? Do you know? How, how, what do I do? I was kind of worried like a guy a bit, you know? Like, women don't think of sex that often. Really, they don't. But guys do, and I think I have a bit of that. So, <laughs> anyway, anyway, thankfully it stopped. Whew, totally. So, um, yeah, so I was just trying every technique in the book, you know, to like, okay, maybe it's touch, maybe maybe it's intimacy. What's the craving for, really? Pulling it apart to see what it was. And it wasn't, it was just sex. It was just sex. Simple as that. And I ended up kind of giving the whole lot over. Over to Great Spirit God, whatever it was, you know? I remember once, I was, just, and I was in India, and I was on a mountain, and I had a stone in my hand, you know? Because I, I was sitting on the mountain, and I was like, this bloody desire will it ever stop. I'm, I have no tricks left. I don't know what way to turn it anymore. I can't look at it any other which way. And it's just on me nuts. And it's, it's one. It's, it's one. It's stronger than me. I, I can't. I'm, I'm beaten. I'm just a victim of a desire for sex. That's it. You know? So, so I had the stone in my hand and I said, okay, I'm going to put the desire for sex into that. I'm just going to put it into that. And I flung the thing, you know? And, you know, I don't know, but somehow it's like, okay, so be it. So be it again. You know, if there's never again sex in my life, you know what? I would prefer that than dealing with this hell. Because it became hell. You know, when a desire just, you know, you know you can't satisfy the desire. The desire is running independently to being satisfied. Okay, that's hell. That's hell. And something came in the total acceptance of like, take it away. Take it away. Never again to sex in my life. Fine. Actually, I totally, totally would go for that over this torturous loop. And something happened there. Some kind of turnaround happened there. It loosened its grip, you know? I, I, I didn't have the attachment to it anymore, I suppose, you know? Yeah. Did, did your value system change, do you think, at that point, to where you're like, this is hell versus, if I don't have... Yeah, I think that, yeah, I, I think there was, there was a seeing 
that, that, that sex gave me torture more than pleasure, actually. So the value for it shifted. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be a way to say it, you know? So how about desire on a, maybe a, well, we can't really judge it, but uh, on a different topic, uh, yeah. helping others. So, and, yeah. and purpose, being aligned with purpose yeah. in your life. And, yeah. What the know, heck perhaps, is purpose, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, good. <laughs> it's great for the mind, you know, it gives the mind a track and a focus and stuff. You know, it's, it's like setting a goal, you know, having a purpose. And, uh, it's just something to orient you. It works for a while. You know, but, but there's no purpose. Ultimately, there's no purpose. But everything is valued for, val, valid for a while. Everything has its place. You know, it works for a bit, you know? Mm-hmm. You know and, and the course can take you a long way, but it will stop working. You know? It's like that. Everything stops working at a certain point, you know? What about desire? Um, like, I have, a, I have a belief that, you know, underneath it all, there is a desire to be back home, be back, yeah. be in touch with who you are, yeah. right, truly are, right? Yeah. Yeah. So where you're not here. So is that desire also Yes. the same? Yes, same? and they do say, let that be the last desire. Okay. Get rid of every desire except the desire for truth. Let that be the very last one. Okay. And it does fall away because you see that, that oh my God, the desire for truth, or, or being outside of all of it, going home, whatever we want to call it, the desire for that is actually keeping me alive because as long as the desire is running, I'm there wanting it. So desire and the personal I are together. They arise together. You can't have desire without the personal I. So that's why I was saying go for desire because there's always personal I with desire. Okay. So it has to fall away too. And it usually falls away at a point where it's like, this is hopeless, I'm helpless. It's just about grace now. It, it just has to be grace because I can't do anymore. And that's really surrender. That's the real surrender in the end, because you're just on your knees and you just can't do it. Yeah. You know, and then something happens because you drop the desire, you know. And helping others and stuff, sure, you know, it's, it's, sure, why not be of use? Why not be of service? If it makes you feel better, though, I would knit that. If it makes you feel better, ding, 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 ding. Something is being fed, you know? Mm-hmm. But if there's a natural pull to help others, that's completely consciousness taking care of itself as it does. Okay. Yeah, I was going to ask what, what, what is the net to define natural pull, but if yeah. it's the consciousness that's, yeah. that it, it feels like itself. it's very peaceful and very. Yes. Na- and and it's that naturally makes caring, it's yeah. naturally taking care of itself. Yeah, I can. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you see? So the ego then will own that on top and say, it's my purpose and I want to do it and I I feel better for this. And it's like, just peel off that and let let consciousness do what it needs to do to take care of itself. And be indifferent to the outcome. Yes, of course. Of course indifferent to the outcome. Whether what you do is seen or not seen, recognized, not recognized, endorsed, not, it doesn't matter what. It's free, you see? There's a freedom like, there's a total freedom in consciousness being uninterrupted, unsabotaged by the ego, trying to improve on things, imagining it can improve, but it only creates suffering. You know? Yeah. One last question. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so I also, um, I, my ego or my mind tries to conceptualize what this oneness would even 
be uh-huh. like, no thoughts, no, uh-huh. you know, how can you have these individual personalities and mm. I can buy if this is all, you know, projection from my mind, mm. but then the people that interact are part of me as well. Mm. Um, so there's uh, just some, mm. is, it, is there, is there a, uh, a certain point that you were saying you get to the, the non-dual, and I know there were certain layers, I can't get to a lot of those layers that you're referring that's, to, I mean, that's no maybe, but is there a certain le- uh, a level of experience, did you say yesterday, last night that we can't know fully what that experience is in when we're identified with this. Yes. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, because your, your mind can't imagine that there's a place it can't go. So your mind tries to go there. So it's actually blocking up your attention because your mind is going to try and grasp so much. And it's so deep in, in all about me story and me getting it from me that it doesn't create enough space for your attention to fall back. You know? Yeah. So, so are, when you are able to go back, do you, there's a point where you can only get so far. Is that right? Or myself? Yeah, yourself. Uh, 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 or can you get past the past? Oh yeah, I'm, I, that's where I am all the time. And it's like there's a little bit of my attention running the Jack story. And my husband would say, "Not enough." <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I lose the car all the time. I, I mean, constantly. It's quite, quite, you know. Yeah, it's quite problematic, really, you know, you know, but that's how it is. And, and it's like, it'd be great if another bit of attention came, came into the Jack story to help her manage better in the world. But, it, you know, it'd be great if it happened, but it hasn't happened yet. So, but I'm, I'm trying to actively work at it just so that I can manage in the world better, you know, and not backtrack and constantly trying to, trying to, <laughs> trying to, I, I, I don't know, just trying trying to function better in the world, you know? Yeah. Because too much of me is at home, is outside of all of it. You know, it's like there isn't enough of my functioning brain, there isn't enough of my attention in the functioning part. Very little of your functioning can do it, but I, I, I was always very extreme about everything. And I, I think I really, I really went extremely into the spiritual path too, and I think I burned out a bit too much of my, too much of my neurology. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> I do, I think I burnt out too much. So that's why it's like, stay in the world. Stay connected to things. Keep your job. Let it be normal so that your functioning brain is not up for frying. You know? <laughs> Let it just take your self-referencing mechanism, not your functioning brain. You see? Um, you know? So on a, on a day-to-day basis, do you still have judgments that come up? Do you have anger that comes up? Do you have... It's not connected with anything like... Um, it, 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 if there's anger, it, it just pops through, and it's, you know, I, whatever, I whack a pot off the stove or something, you know, what are, what are you angry about? Jesus, I don't know. If you asked me three minutes ago, I'd have known, and it's literally gone. Like if my husband was saying, what, what, what's going on with you? I don't know, I'm angry at something. And I wouldn't even be, what is the story? I'm so not interested in what the story is. But there's an emotion coming through, and it finds expression, you know? Or like if there's sadness or something, and it might, it might not, oh, I know where the sadness is coming from. But I know that my brain has just, as I was saying to Cello, my brain has just put an understanding on something, probably in order to be able to communicate it with my husband, actually. My brain has put a story on a feeling just to give it a context in the Jack life. But that's probably not an appropriate naming of what the feeling was at all. The feeling happened without the story, but we love story. So, so I know my brain just puts a story on something. 
but there's no part of me that's interested in finding story. But when you're in a relationship, you kind of need them just to communicate and share your life, you know, but it's not my life. Do you see? So there's yeah. this kind of, kind of thing that's trying to line up, trying to be in a relationship, you know, and it's good for me because it's training my brain to function better, you know. But yeah, there's total awareness of like, whatever feeling or emotion comes through, it's like, do I need to put a story on it? Okay, if he asks me, I'm sure, I'm sure my brain will find some story, but there's just a feeling and it's recognised. And sometimes it's not even recognised and he'd see it and I wouldn't even recognise it. So, oh yeah, oh yeah, there is a feeling like that, yeah. And it's just processing and it could be, you know, my liver because I drank too much the other night and, my, and there's a bit of anger and it's like, yeah, it's alcohol induced. Like, I can find a story, but it's alcohol induced. Do you know? Because, you know, all of these things in, impact on how we feel, you know? Yeah. My physiology has, has probably, uh, is probably the root cause of most of my emotions, actually, you know? You know, my diet or the environment or things like that, how I slept, that kind of stuff has, has a huge impact. And that makes more sense to me than it, it being about people and scenarios and likes and dislikes. That doesn't really, that's, that's way too flaky. <laughs> you know, I'd sooner go with, with, okay, that's cause and effect. This body responds to cause and effect. You know, that makes more sense to me. Yeah. You know? So it's, a, it's just a different perspective. You know, the perspective has shifted dramatically, really. You know? So things just kind of come by and there yes, they go. There they, they go. do. There they, they do. Go. They all just pass by. Yeah. They all just pass by, yeah. Yeah, and, and something isn't bothered because I'm not invested in this. Not invested in this. And so you can imagine in a relationship, it's like, but Jack, you know, it, it's your work. And it's like, okay, I have to think of it like, this is my job. Okay, this is my job. Okay. And it's really good for me to think, yeah, because it is. It, it, it is my job, actually. Why isn't it a job, you know? So to kind of give myself a structure in order to be able to better function in the world is really useful. You know, it's, it's really useful. Yeah, yeah. But staying in the world is the way to avoid this kind of mess that I got myself into that I'm trying to unravel out of. But it's a really interesting learning curve, you know? It's really interesting just to figure out how, 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 how can the functioning get better? What needs to burn out and what didn't need to burn out and what happened there? You know, I'm a bit of an experiment for myself, you know? <laughs> yeah, really, you know? I'm just watching what happened there, you know? Yeah. That's great. Thank you. Yeah, sure. Answering my questions. Thank you for coming sure. down here. That's a time. Very Beautiful like. to meet you. Jack, I was watching that video that you did. Uh, it's a segment. It's uh -huh. focus on your website or on YouTube. Or did you want to come up? No, for I already did. We can't hear. <laughs> yeah, we can't hear. Is it is it play? <laughs> no, that I um. I checked out that video of somebody I believe is in London or somewhere uh -huh. was asking you about this that he just uh, asked you and you said that at a given moment you have to find objects to be points of reference so that you cannot lose reality as you have I mean yes. as you have yes I remember commenting on that I don't want to be that awakened yeah. <laughs> 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 that I need to create new objects of reference yeah yeah <laughs> Okay, that was the comment. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I didn't have much of an option, Ellen. I really didn't. Hi. Hi. So um, I want to talk about deep, dark depression. Okay. And my fear of it, because mm. I've experienced quite a bit. Mm. And just your perspective, mm. your perspective on it. Mm. Okay. All right. <clears throat> Okay, so, so, um, yeah, how, how I see depression as part of the matrix, it's, it's when identification with the ego is 100%, because everything is about you. It's like the default mode network gets into high, high, high gear, and everything, everything is a reflection on you, and usually a negative reflection on you. Every single thing that happens tells you something about yourself for your own destruction. The thing is, some scientist, it's on a TED talk somewhere, that they, they, they did experiments to show that we register pain, emotional or physical, 20 times more deeply than we do pleasure and joy. So the impact of pain is multiplied by 20. So when the default mode network is running, to that extent, because it's firing on high dough, it doesn't register the soft, gentle impact of joy and pleasure. It's going to impact, it's going to hear the ones that are 20 times stronger. And so everything that registers in your brain is painful. Everything. And so it adds to the, the darkness, the, the incessant black hole that you can't crawl out of. And, it, and then it turns into, it's physical, it's like it's cellular. No? What I have found though, working with people with depression, is that they're, the first three chakras, if we, if we turn into that paradigm, the first three chakras, energetically, there was always a grey uh, a, a mass of energy linking the first three chakras. And the connection with Mm, the lighter part of us, the wisdom, the knowing, the connection with the divine, the light-free part of us is disconnected because this becomes what we are. We're stuck down here in the deep, dark part of the body, in the first three fundamental non-spiritual parts of us. The belief that, that consolidates and, and grips the base chakra is this world is not safe. Somewhere this is not safe. And if that belief is, is held, we've got the foundation for, for depression set in. The second chakra, which is the one-on-one -on -one relationships, and it also has to do with sex and power and finance to some extent, but really it's one-to-one -one relationships that, that, that they're a threat, that there isn't space for the other person because they're fundamentally, I'm not safe. So everything has to be about me and I, I, I can't let it be about you. It has to be, even when you talk about you, it has to be about me in some way because there isn't enough of me for there to be a me and a you. So one-to-one so -one relationships are, are, are very difficult because it's, it's me. It's just me trying, trying to compensate for the lack of me. And then the third one is, um, yeah, is that the, the personal will, the, the, your motivation is gone. Your motivation to do something about it is swallowed up. But mainly because... The ability to express emotions, and particularly anger, is inverted. 
I've always found that if I dug, dug into the story of somebody who suffered a lot of depression, anger was inverted. It was never spat out at somebody else. It was always anger at yourself and it was swallowed in. And that heat seemed to create a log jam in here, which ate away at your self-confidence, just chiseled away at it, just burning up your own sense of yourself. So these were the issues that, when, when I worked with people with depression, we had to tackle these three. We just had to tackle them. The I'm not safe, and the, the how to connect with other people and not make it all about me all the time. And dealing with anger and allowing it to be, allowing emotions to come out without any attachment to the outcome, just letting them flow freely. So spiritually, for some, the deepest depression, instead of coming back out of it, you kind of break through. You can hang out in the depths of depression, hopes that it'll break through. It does for some, it doesn't for others. I don't know what makes it break through suddenly for some and not for others. I don't know what that is. I've never been able to find that trigger, you know? But what it is for sure is that the self-referencing mechanism, the all about me, the ego, is in full flight. And that's why it is a spiritual gateway. It's because the ego is fully experiencing itself. It's all about me. I knew that resonate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. The people that you did work with, were they able to, um, like, did, were they out of depression, remiss, like nothing, or did it occur again for them throughout their lives? Or? Some, some, some it did, and some were completely transformed and never looked back. Actually, most, most were completely transformed and never looked back. The few that slipped back, they weren't prepared to do the work. When they were left on their own, they went back into the old habits. One woman had left her husband through the year, and I used to run a year-long program just to completely change the patterning, because it's very sticky. Um, and, and, you know, after the year, she just, you know, I can't do it. She just needed a constant, constant support. And, and I'm like, okay, this course is for a year. I can't keep propping you up. You, you have to take responsibility. Do you want to get out of this depression or not? And she just went, no, I'm just going to go back. Back into the scenario that, that allowed her to be the victim. Because there was a victim energy that goes in with it, you know? Sure. You, you know? talked about the family tree generation. Um, uh -huh. And my mom also, you know, suffers. And yeah. her mom and that kind of thing. Yeah. So it could also be something yes. there that I hadn't really thought of before. There could too. be something there. There could be. Yeah. And it can also be a learned way. Whether mm -hmm. or not it's energetically running down the family tree. It could be just a learned way of coping with the world. Mm -hmm. You know? And maybe there's a physiological, I've never actually looked to see, is, is there something actually, in, you know, in your DNA, I, I've never looked at that, I don't know what those studies say, you know, but, but um, from a perspective of consciousness, for sure it's healable, for sure it is, but you've got to start with shifting the belief that the world is not safe. So my biggest fear is that I'm going to have depression just... I don't have yeah. control over that. Like it yeah. just may come and hit me yes. at any point, even though I'm doing great and everything's fine. Yes. How would I, uh, and that's my only, like I feel my, I don't know, ego or whatever. Like I feel pretty strong and confident great. and fearless in a lot of areas, but that's yeah. the one thing that I'm scared okay. about. And so I don't really know what to do about there, that fear. It's a bit yeah. of a victim. It's like, oh, I could, I could fall prey to this thing. You know, it's a bit of the victim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if it comes, it's like, hey, depression, if you want to come and hit me, I'm yours. I'm yours. If you want to go and let me dive in there one more time, 10 more times, I'll do it. No biggie, I'll do it. 
Could you take that position? I was trying to take that position a lot, even when I was really depressed. You know, I definitely was trying. It's hard. It's hard for me to yeah. just welcome it. Um, I could work on welcoming it. Yeah, but mm, you see, <laughs> it's not a thing you can try about because it's really about transcending the fear of it. It makes me feel nervous inside uh, to even say, like, okay, you know, yes, depression. Like, and then I'm like, ugh. <laughs> yeah, okay, then, then you're not. Then you're just doing it in your head. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me try and figure what that feeling would be. Do you know what it's like? It's like a fuck you depression. You know, it's like fuck you. You think you got me? You might get me for a while, but you won't. I'm going to come out at the end of this. You can do your loop. You can do your loop if you want. And if you want me to get caught in that thing for a while, I'll get caught in it. But I'll be around after you. It's that kind of like a, an attitude of like. Yeah. To depression. Yeah. If you can find balls. Yeah, you get know? mad. Yeah, it's like, it's, so you have to find your power. Mm-hmm. And when you have more power than the depression, bingo, it'll shift. You transcend the fear. Because if you claim your own power, third chakra, haha, mm-hmm. there we go. Victim is gone. Mm-hmm. Victim is gone. Right. Go after the victim. <laughs> yeah. work to do. You have. Mm-hmm. You have. Go after the, every, every pattern of being victim. Everywhere in your life, if there's a pattern anywhere. If you run self-pity anywhere, nip it, nip it, nip it, nip it, nip it. Nip it. Okay. Thank you. Sure, <laughs> you're welcome. We'll do a three-minute stretch after the next questionnaire. Okay. Hi there. Hi, Jar. Hi. Um, <clears throat> I, I, um, I really don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> okay. I don't know what I'm doing here. I'm, I'm, uh, um, I'm, I, I hear everything you all are saying. I hear everything you're saying, and it all resonates with me. I have, I've got to tell you, I've got to be, the truth is, I don't think I've had an, a, a spiritual or a, a religious or a transformational experience in my entire life. Fine. You know? Yeah, that's okay. So, so there's no, there's no like, oh, I want more of that. There's, I want that, but I don't really even know what it is. Okay. I hear you all. I hear all of you, and all of you partly are telling my story. I mean, I hear I hear myself yes. over and over and over again. Yes. But I'm not. I I don't have that experience, you know. And when I meditate, I mean, I when I meditate as often as not, I hear Louis Armstrong. Yes. Louis Armstrong. He said, he said, Here's Louis Armstrong. I, I don't, you know, you talk about you go these places and you go and you're there and you. Yes. And it's all the same for me. It's flat. It's flat. Okay. It's flat. Okay. It's all flat. Okay. And, and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm 62 and I've got this incredible gift of life. Yes. And I want this life. I want. 
I, I know that there's there's more there, you know. Yes. But it's just um it's just it's uh it's hard to explain. I mean it's very hard to explain. It doesn't it it's like it's like it's like there's just so much me that life can't even get through me. Ah. You know, to get you know, it's just I don't know that that makes any sense whatsoever. But but what is living the life then? Because oh. something is here. The heart's beating. Something is sitting on the chair. Yeah, I'm. I'm here. I'm. I'm here. I'm. I. I. I know I'm alive. Yeah. I know I'm alive. I. I. Experience. I see beautiful colors. There's beautiful colors out there all around here. There's you. There's these people. There's the way I feel. Okay. And, but that's, that's just where it stays. It okay. just stays there. Okay. What happens when you're asleep at night and not dreaming? I have no idea. I have no idea. Mm. I have no idea. I, 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 I want to tell you about a dream. That's okay. okay. Of course. The only thing that I've had that felt like a, an experience to me like what you all describe and what you all have is months ago I had a dream that I wasn't responsible that I that I didn't have free will anymore that I lost my free will mm. and I woke up I was like this huge burden had been taken off yes. me I was like so happy I was alive I was yes. it was like it was just it was a of course it went away. Did it go away? Fairly quickly, yes. Yes. But that was that's the Lovely. first that's the that's as close as I've ever come. Yeah. To what you all described. Yeah. <clears throat> Do you use your body much? Yes. Yes. You mean like am I is my work physical? Yeah. yeah extremely. Okay. Yes. Mm. Have you ever had body work done? No. Mm. Sometimes, if 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 the mind isn't presenting those openings, the body is the way to access it. You mean like? Like, for example, I'm like holding everything in my body. Yes. That your mind is using the body for its own reinforcement. It kind of feels like that because it's really tense all the time. Yes. I mean, my, my experience is like, it's like, yes. they're solid, you know? It's very... Yes. So something is giving it solidity. And I'm, I'm, I'm inclined to think it's the body. Okay. Is giving the mind solidity. So I should have stayed in those little booths and gotten a massage. <laughs> Far you, I do a bit of research and find a really good craniosacral therapist. A good what? Craniosacral. I just saw the sign outside earlier. A really good craniosacral therapist. I'll do it. I think it would be worth like have three sessions before you even expect anything, but get a really good one. Get you know, go word of mouth. Find out if anybody knows a really hot, cranious, really good one now. Like she's very good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Okay, all right. Okay, give yourself three sessions before you even consider or expect something. Just to see if something can relax or come down a notch. See if, because they might be able to just introduce an awareness that... <laughs> she does not want to hold on to that pen. <laughs> it, it, it might... It, I'd love to see, to see your awareness of your body drop into another level. So that your, your, your body can be given permission to let go of the tension it's holding. Okay. Because the tension is reinforcing your thinking. There, Okay. You see, that, that's, 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 what, that's keeping it solid. And then, you know, after three cranial circles, another door will open or something else will happen, you know, or you'd say, I oh, know this is beginning to work and I'm going for another couple. Or, so, let's see what happens, you okay. know. But I think it would be well worth going through your body in some way. And cranial sacred isn't going to pulverize your body at all. It's mostly about holding your head and totally, totally just letting your... your uh, the fluid that runs up and down from your that bathes your nervous system just getting that flowing flowing more freely so there's just that you can just come down a notch just come down i'll do it i think it might be worth an experiment i think it would but you know if if things are resonating for you that's that's perfect that's perfect if some part of you is recognizing they're not talking garbage here. There's something in what they're saying. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Because it's one thing to, that we can chisel away the constructs of the mind, but it's also about reminding pure consciousness, which is within you, reminding it of what the truth is. So while we mightn't be chiseling away at the mind, we're, we're kind of enhancing the part of you that knows there's more. You know? And it's a bit different for everybody. But... but Exposing yourself to a scenario like this does that. Okay. You see, it, it allows us pure consciousness to, you know, the part of you that knows, it allows us it to, to, to get wider. It's, it's reminding itself of what it knows. Okay. You see? You don't need spiritual experiences, that's all right. That's all right. Can, can I ask you one more thing? Of course. Okay. I, when I discovered non-duality, I, um, the beauty of it seemed to me that I didn't have to do it. Yes. That seemed to be the beauty of it. This beauty seemed to be that I would, in fact, disappear. Yes. And, and so, and not only was it what was said that it rang true, but it's, there was a part of me that said, ooh, this is great because I don't even have to do anything. It'll just, you know, sort of Tony Parsons way. It'll just happen to yeah. me or it won't, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and, um, and so I struggle with even doing anything, you know, like, like coming here. Should I come here? Okay. Should I not come here? Should, is, this a, is, this just, is this just feeding the problem? Yeah. You know, or, or but I'm compelled yes. to do things. Yes. That's life. That's life living through you. That's it. When there's that compulsion, that's, that's pure consciousness moving through you. And the mind having its own idea of how it should be, and it has no power to change the compulsion. That's it. Okay. That's it. 
So stay with it. Yes. Okay. Yes. Respond to that compulsion all the time. Because that can show you that mind actually has no power here. There's no free will there. There's no free will there. The compulsion is in charge. It's directing that you were here today. The compulsion was. Whereas your mind is saying, no, 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 I'm not supposed to do anything. I'm not supposed, and it's like, so your free will would say, I'm not going. But the compulsion, bingo, there you go. And here I am. Here you are. Thank you. You see? Yeah. And you know, I'm so glad that I hadn't heard, found Tony Parsons 10 years ago or whenever I was discovering that. I did everything. Everything I had to try. Everything. Some the other extreme. Do all of it. <laughs> try everything. Something will work. <laughs> it's all out there, huh? Okay. Thanks, yeah. Thank sure. you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Let's just take a five minute stretch. All right. Hi, honey. Hi, Ronnie. <laughs> <laughs> You've changed chairs from the door to here. We've noticed. <laughs> How are you doing? Good, good. Um, uh, over the past year, there's a lot of unwinding that's gone on, and a lot of uh, disorientation as patterns fall away. Um, but one of the things that I have noticed is that there, so much has been stripped away, I'm down to a real core issue that I can't nail. Okay. Uh, but it has set patterns and conditioning through my life up until now. So when I get quiet, it takes me right back to um, and I ask, what is this? It's an it's a underlying current of agitation. Hmm. Um, maybe anxiety, something. Um, when I go, it takes me back to, to self-identification and self-preservation. Okay. When I was a young child. It was almost like the, when the ego was setting itself up, the happenings in my life at the time, um, there's something there that that's how far back it is and it's been with me my whole life. And from that has, has other patterns and beliefs of, so it's like if I pull that one, if I go back there, and that has pulled all this, and it's 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 core. It's it may be you know one of the the, the biggest formative structural things. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And what it has to do with is activating the character to interact in life's activities. So, um, and if and if it gets real busy or too much, it it, 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 it that vibration just gets more irritated, more agitated. Mm -hmm. It's an agitation, and it's a felt vibratory. But it 
there's a thought pattern that also happens with it because the energy gets stuck in the neck and the shoulders. And it's almost like it's been so uh, having to remember, you know, having to remember how, you know, how to be in the world and how to do things. And so, uh, Something, uh, let's go ahead and, for, I don't know how to say this, it has something to do with activities. Activities and how, it's not so much now, but it's part of, it's, it, it was in the past, but the vibration and the, the core belief is still there. Um, you know, in, in having to do something in the world, I was a, I was a doer, I just I did it and I boom, 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 boom. You know, I could get, you know, 10 things done and somebody else was struggling on number two and sure. I was going to go through it. And then I could relax. Uh-huh. Huh. You know. Huh. Um, but life has changed now and it's the energy, the belief is still there and I'm seeing it, I'm noticing it, but the activity that, you know, I'm not working. So the activity, daily life is very organic. Uh, but... You know, even like this morning, it's like, oh shit, I gotta get to the, I'm totally disoriented. Chris was like, you know, honey, I mean, give me the code. I gotta go and open up. You know, I was like totally, but then to have to rush, it activates it. That rushing, that sense of urgency mm. or the thought pattern of, and I'm rambling on so we can kind of get a feel yeah, yeah. because I don't know either. I've, tr I've tried. I just, there's something. And, um. So, as a kid then, what, was there a huge emphasis on physical work, on doing? Was it all about getting things done? What, what, where did the value system on oh, yeah. get things done before you relax? Map that for me. <sighs> You know, I don't, you know, I, it, it, it's, it's from young, so I don't, it's from really young, but I, it, it's a, my father was, was always, you know, always wanted you to be pr productive. Okay. You know, you didn't sit around and watch TV during, what did you do that's productive? And he's still like that, but this goes prior to that. This is, this is, um, when I was much smaller. You know, there was, and I don't know if it's necessarily necessary to go back to that, yeah. because it's dealing with, there's so, so many other beliefs that, and conditioning that have, and habits or whatever that have um, manifested from that. But then also, uh, you know, th Throughout my life, I've, there's a lot of them I've noticed, and they're gone, they're gone, they're gone, they're gone. We're cleaning up. Drop that, drop that, drop that, drop that. Yeah. But there's still a, a, there's still a, 
there's something, something, and I don't, I cannot get clarity on it other is, than this. Is is it when something is expected of you, or is it something that you put yourself under pressure to do yourself, or is it from external or what? You know, when you said maybe I put pressure on myself, that that had a little bit of stickiness to it. Because I mean, I do this to, unto myself. I mean, obviously. Yeah. You know. I mean, I could sit in a chair and I could, you know, the, the you know the thought of activity or whatever, and the patterns could run. Because and I, I could, yeah, I could mm. stress myself out just sitting here. I mean, I'm yeah. aware of that, but. Um, I know I'm not giving you much here, am I? It's all right. <laughs> no, I can't find the thread yet. Yeah, I see. I have difficulty with it too. It's, yeah. real, it's a sneaky snake. It's a sneaky one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So something like this usually has a few components. <clears throat> that there would be a value on doing, which is out of balance. So like human doing versus human being, you know, that the, 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 the doership would have a higher value in some way. Because if doing, performing tasks, in some way trigger that, you know, extra thing is required and your nervous system provides it. An extra thing is required here. It's like, that, that's what it feels like. It's like in order to do something, it's okay to crank up the system because that's worthy of, of me expending extra energy to do it. Gotcha. Is there a value system on, on doing, on tasks? Uh, you know, there was. Okay. I can't say there is now anymore because right. it's just, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Because there's not much to do anymore. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. So when there is something to do, you can go two ways. You can crank this up or you can perform a task without it, the anxiety cranking up. Is that right? Right, 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 right. right. Okay, what's the difference between right. the two? What's the scenario that makes you crank up? Well, the thought is like this morning was like, oh shit, I'm going to be late. Chris is like, you need to open up the door. And I was like, where... What was I? I mean, I can't, to crank me up is I don't want to be cranked up anymore. Aha. I don't want to rush. So the body isn't really, the mind is thoughts appear like you got to get there. Chris is going down before you, blah, blah, you know, um, I, you know, to even think about time wise and preparing. And, you know, that's why I was a big surprise why I even did this. Yeah. And thank God it was just felt like it was done through me because. To put, to put all this together, I can't function like that very well right now. Yeah. And time, I get disoriented. I just got up, I woke up, I went out, did my horsey duties, enjoy, enjoyed. You know, I come back, Chris is like, Tom, I'm like, oh, you know, boom, it hits me. I'm gonna be late, what was I thinking? What, you know, why aren't I there? I mean, how did I not, how did I not navigate that properly? You know? Yes. And, uh, but it's, you know, it's not necessarily what's happening. There's, there's, uh, in an activity or uh -huh. there's, I know that this is like old, 
like like a like a yeah you know we can get like a, a anxiety or a, yeah, a vibratory mm -hmm. yeah yeah exactly so I've had cranial sacral and I love that and it's great um, but it's you know it, it's this is this is a thought pattern this is a, yeah this is something you can crank up independently okay somewhere is there the idea that that kind of nervous energy helps you to perform better yes that's it yeah yeah it's like it, i have it. to crank that up yeah in order in to order get, to pull get, off and performance yes up. and then do it quickly if yes. i need to do it quickly you've got to crank it up yeah. yeah and that's what that's an agitation it's like god i don't want to have to rush to do this yes okay and so wait wait i'm, I'm work with me here yeah uh and so i would hurry up and do things in order to get them done and then I could go back to yes. being. Yes. Being. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So your system somewhere believes that, you know, my performance, me pulling off 10 tasks while somebody else is fumbling at the second one is possible because of this chemical that I can charge in my system. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So you might be the people who do the second thing rather sloppily and other people do the 10 tasks at the same time. Can you jump ship and be in the ones who are a little bit less? That's what's happened when, since yeah. we sold our business. I mean, I just totally let go. Yeah. To the point where I had so much responsibility before and now I have very little and I still forget to pay the bills. Yes, yes, yes. And yes. I don't care. Yes. yes. Sometimes they waive the fees and if they don't, I'm, oh yes. well. Yes. For, yes. for, you know, forgetfulness yes. happened. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's good to take a total break from what you did. That's good. That's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's totally yeah. fine. <clears throat> okay. So still what's happening, even though the scenario, the outside activity has... Yeah. So yeah. that's what was so curious to me. It's like, God, it's like this morning it kicked in again. Kicked in so again. what is this? Yes, yes, yes. So would, would you see, if your system was always used to cranking that up in order to be efficient and productive and task-oriented and tick off a huge to-do list that others will be fumbling with. If you've always used that as your tool, yes. of course it's screaming obvious now because you, you, you don't have to deliver like you used to. Right. But when something, when you do need to perform something, your system says, well, oh, we need to, we need to do that and it's time-based. Okay, I know how to do it. Let's crank up the nervous system because this is the fuel that we use to perform. Right. So yeah. it's just becoming glaringly obvious because you don't have things to deliver. Right, and very difficult to crank it up. It's like to, to rush, and if I try to rush, I'll yes. trip or, yes. you know, I mean, it's really hard yes. to, to crank that up. Yes. And so not necessarily does the body get going fast to do something, yes. uh, but the mind will kick in and be running, yes. and that's, that just can create yes. stress in the body. So what is your your new pace, your, your new way of being efficient in the world without that adrenaline rush to assist you. And that's what is uncharted as yet. Because it kind of doesn't fit, the adrenaline, quite, the adrenaline doesn't quite fit. Some part of you is like, that's not, that doesn't feel right, that doesn't feel right anymore. Yeah, yeah. But yet you don't know how to do something efficiently without it. Exactly. It's so ingrained, it's almost like, yes. It's like I don't know how to do it without a little bit of that. Without the kick. Yeah. 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 There's a new practice for you. Yeah, because sitting and dropping into yeah. 
spaciousness is very easy for yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. But then having to activate and do yes. So I, you know, not having a job, it's like, oh, it's just real easy. But in life, sometimes things you need to respond. Yes. You know. Yes. You need to get up and get to. Yes. Going. Yes. And uh, and that's what that energy, that's that thought pattern, whatever is activated, and I'm, it's like I can't do it without that chemical. Yeah. You you that you, your system doesn't know how to do it without that shot. Yeah. Adrenaline. Yeah. 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 So you've got to learn how to be efficient without adrenaline. Yeah. It might be it might be managing time better. It, you've got to look at okay, what are the components that'll make me get there on time tomorrow morning? All right, get Jack up earlier, didn't I? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know, you it, it's it's a management skill rather than looking at I always have been a great had great management skills. All right, just now it's like ah, I don't. I've got. I've done that for so many years. Oh, I don't want to do that. All right. I don't want to have to live my life by t you know through time and yes. But I, I understand what you're saying. But there's still that. So what do I? What 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 can help me? How how do I? Yeah, your your functioning mind needs to find another way where the functioning can happen from the brain, but not using adrenaline yes. to 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 improve your performance. Yes. Yeah. You see. Yeah. So of course, the planning has its place. Making a decision to get up at that time and be in from the yard at that time and these things have their place of course yes. they're not you can make the link with your old career and feel exhausted at the thought of it or you can say hey these are great tools they're, you know i'm just going to take the ones from my old work that that are useful so it's almost like you've thrown out the baby with the bathwater a little bit and this physiological bit is you've retained because it's happening it's you know, it's, it's having its way with you because it's yeah. just so deep, <clears throat> you see? So that one has stayed with you, but you've thrown out all the other tools and it's like, you know, some of these are kind of useful. Some of these are kind of useful. You know? And, and you know, running a business, okay, that's a particular type of a, of a planner's, manager's hat. But, but just being here on time in the morning, it's a much, much smaller little hat. <laughs> you know? <laughs> You know, yeah. it's a little paper yeah. act, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's just like, ah, oh, yeah, okay, so we gotta get about that time, I need to have that time and that time. All right, that's when we're going. And it's soft and it's light. Right. And it allows your body to, to stay in, a, in, in its calm zone all morning. <coughs> you see? So it's like you just threw out too many of these tools and one stayed with you. Yeah. So your system knew it needed to throw out the old patterns. Fine. But this one it couldn't throw out yet. So it, it served its purpose to throw them all out because it laid this one naked. This anxiety one, it laid bare, laid it bare. You see? It's yeah. the only one that just came with you. You just couldn't leave it. Yeah. So it's like, okay, we see it. It was in isolation. We see it. All right. But for it to go, there needs to be some, some little light tool that comes from your big toolkit, you know? So how would you... Give me a, an example of how, how to how to work with this. How to make a gentle plan. It's not a serious thing. It's just making a plan. Okay, I need to be at the car at whatever. Nine o'clock. That's it. I'm working backwards. Okay, I need to be in the yard at seven thirty then. Alright. So what is going to unwind or drop that because it's a thought 
an instant thought of <gasps> rush or got to you know and then it's it's a bodily it's it's a chemical it's reaction chemical reaction yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah because catching catching that thought and just seeing it and 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 dropping it taking attention away from it what but, but you can't do that if you do have to do a task there and yeah then. yeah you see because yeah. what what's happening right now is that your system is is creating a scenario where you, the only way you can perform that task is by souping up your engine right you know because it's actually the only it's the only tool that has snuck in around how to how to turn up on time it's the only tool that's snuck in you see mm -hmm. so so it's it's too late when you're jammed for time and the only tool you're letting yourself use is your adrenaline it's too late okay it's the only tool you've left yes okay but you've dismissed all the other tools which are much healthier for you but you're prepared to use this tool it's like okay okay if yeah. you use the other tools we won't need this one okay okay so do you think it'll then that will just kind of uh, settle the, oh, yeah. the it'll just settle oh, down and, and I, I won't have to it'll kind of make a shift and I won't have to absolutely go to that to you won't need it need it you won't okay. need it because even if it cranks up it's like whoa there's that actually I'm in plenty of time I don't need that buzz at all I'm in plenty of time here okay and it'll subside it'll okay. subside yeah yeah but you'll ha you'll have to have some other tools because because you can't get rid of that tool and not have tools your functioning mind is looking for some tools to to, to kind of hold on we need some tools to uh, to enable functioning to happen. Yeah. And, and referencing and how to do it. Yeah. So, yeah. like what? It's perfect. It's perfect. You've, you've got loads of them. You've got loads of tools to, to pull off managing on the world. But if they're associated with who you were or with patterns, as, as you use them now, they'll have to be cleaned up a little bit. You have these skills. You're not bringing your old work with you. You're just bringing your skills. Right, right. You see? Okay. So it's about managing in the world as we do this work. It's perfect. This is the example we were talking about earlier. It's a perfect example. It's like stay in your job. Stay in a regular life. So that your functioning mind can continue. So that you can weed through what's the personal eye and what's not. You know that this, this aspect does create anxiety which then then there's a you there who's who's feeling right. awful oh, that, oh it, it yeah yeah jump starts at pressure time yeah sure sure so so mm -hmm. we're going to throw out that tool and we're going to pull in other tools and see if they have any trigger to the personal eye okay so what you're looking for is the functioning mind not the personal eye to operate in the world okay that that just sank yeah right, right there yeah yeah so we're, the functioning. Yeah, it's the functioning. Okay. And it's all right. You just threw the hole out because the functioning was all wrapped up with, with your identity. Oh, okay, I'm sure I get that it all had to get thrown out. But now we've got to weed out. What is just pure functioning? What enables me to be more efficient but isn't tied up with my identity? Doesn't start up the personal eye. So how can I clean up my skills and my efficiency in the world to, to, just, to, to just be the natural movement of things? Okay. Do you see? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we gotta we gotta rewire your functioning mind without the me story being triggered at all. So we're separating your self-referencing me mechanism mm -hmm. from the task-oriented part of your brain. Okay. That makes a lot of sense because I think that's what the the struggle is. It 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 totally ignites that me story. Yeah. That ego and the and the adrenaline to go with it. Yeah. 
And that's why I just, ugh, I, it's so hard to dig it up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Hmm. Okay, well, give it a try. Yeah. <laughs> I'll try to be here tomorrow morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Early. <laughs> so it's like, okay, effective functioning for tomorrow morning. What needs to take place? It's like that. You know, and approach it in that way so you engage that part of your brain and just audit and say, is there a me in there? You'll find that there won't be. That the task oriented part of the brain has no me story. The me story is an add on. The task, task oriented brain doesn't use the default mode network at all. The self referencing network, it doesn't use it. But we tie them up, you see, in the beginning we run everything through the me story, of course. Yes, yes. Of course we do. Right. So now we've got to weed them out, weed them out now. You've, you've thrown it all out, okay, we've got to clean it up now. And see what we can salvage because your task oriented brain you, you need a part of that so what what when it sparks back up what do I, what do I just what do I do because you know it can happen so quickly yeah and but it's already too late then because you've missed something you, you missed yeah some part of your your task oriented brain didn't spot didn't wasn't activated you see, the, the natural movement of, of, of life living through you will use the functioning mind. It doesn't need the ego at all. It doesn't need the sense of me being under pressure to perform. It will use, the, it will use your task-oriented brain. Okay. So that's what we're trying to do is like, and give the task-oriented part of your brain to the vitality that's living the life of Ronnie through the Ronnie form. You see? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If, if you're in the anxiety place, cranking up, you, it's like, okay, I missed it, I missed it. What, what, what task would have made sense? What are my skills that, that, I, that I, I didn't spot that I could have used here? What are they? And you're literally just firing your task-oriented brain again. That's all. You're okay. just firing neurology that's been abandoned for a while. Makes sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's more about you actually won't need the adrenaline. It's not about stopping the adrenaline. It's like you're, you just picked up the wrong tools, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's more no, because adrenaline is, is a helpful tool to have at yes, times. it is, of course. It is, of course. It has its place. And it will find its place without the personal eye. There can be adrenaline sometimes to just speed up something or to press the brakes suddenly. Or there's loads of reasons that adrenaline is very useful, you know? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Bring in some of those skills that you have without them being owned by the personal life. Okay. Without any association with how your life was. Just the skills. Okay. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Sure. You're welcome. Oh, my goodness. It's five o'clock. Okay. Tired faces. <laughs> Let's call it a day. I know there was one lady who wanted to come up this afternoon, with the lady with the brown suit. Are you coming tomorrow? Okay, perfect. We'll check in tomorrow. Thank you for today.